Hey, what's up, guys? Fig and Dish here. Hey, how you guys doing? So, did you hear that uh, Popeye's chicken uh, uh, sold out of the chicken sandwich? Yep. <laughs> uh, they didn't make enough, dude. I know. That's crazy, though. So, I mean, that goes, to, uh, like I was saying in an earlier podcast, uh, how unhealthy that sandwich is because it's it's preserved. It's yeah. shipped truck by truck, place to place. Uh, it's it's pre-cooked. They just heat it up and then serve it. So for you people that thought that it was freshly fried in buttermilk at the Popeye's location, you're out of your fucking mind. Totally, totally. I mean, come on. Like, how are you going to run out of a sandwich? It's, it's sold and, from uh, a box, yeah. kept in a freezer, heated up, given to you. You drive uh, – before it's given to you, I'm sorry, you drive to a Popeye's. You order through a box, and then you pick it up from a person in a window – so how could you think that's fresh? Yeah, they sold out. Time. They sold out because it's, yeah, it's shipped. It's preserved. It's not made fresh. So, of course, they would sell out because it's so high in demand. But still kind of crazy because, you know, I never heard of the Big Mac selling out. And so, oh. and there's people out there like Chick-fil-A didn't sell out? Well, according to Chick-fil-A, they never run out of chicken sandwiches. Oh, because they have that's all they sell. Because they're so fresh. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> yeah, the Big Mac never sells out. And, and there's people that you could find on the internet that literally eat a Big Mac, at least one Big Mac, every day. His nickname Big Mac? There's a guy out there. You can look him up. He eats a Big Mac every day. And he has been for over 30 years now. How about that? What was that? What was that, uh, that, that dude that would, like, chug beers and eat it like the latest sandwich? Remember on YouTube? on YouTube? Yeah, he's yeah. A YouTube guy. He's yeah, like the Mexican boom, assassin boom, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Boom, 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 and then like fat ass. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, here I am, uh, <laughs> Carl's Jr. This is the uh, California classic from uh, Carl's Jr. Check it uh, out. Check it out. Uh, and then, like, <laughs> yeah. he says the prices. He's yeah. like, the two ninety nine plus tags." <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he's like, oh. slams like, a, and he's like, and then I got a forty right here of uh, Mickey's. Uh, malt liquor, <laughs> bad. forty ounces. He says like the yeah. he says like the ABV. Yeah, and then he like slams. I don't, I, yeah, he eats the food and he's like sweating, wiping his forehead, <laughs> and he's like chewing like <laughs> he's breaking world records. Then he slams like this huge this huge <laughs> amount of alcohol after. It's crazy. It's fucking awesome. I I, I wonder if he is he still it. alive. Uh, probably not. But I mean, if he did, I mean, if he is, I'm, why? I think have we seen the I, I think he's the, the Mexican assassin. Think that's yeah. his name. Yeah, I, I, I well, remember, yeah. well, I mean, why we haven't seen it because we haven't bothered to, to look. look that up. Yeah, but yeah. I bet he has because <laughs> he disgusts me. Yeah, he'll kill like a whole whopper like in bites. Oh, no, when he did like he ate like like four like four burgers at once. He ate four and something. Chug like two two forties like four locos back to back. Fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, he'll do four locos, and he he has like the whole collection behind him. Oh yeah, whatever. Of, like all drinks, so he'll, trophies. Yeah, be like, I got this at Walmart. It was a uh, blue rush raspberry by Mountain Dew limited edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm saying yeah, he just goes off. Yeah, athletic, athletic people, you know, they they host their sports trophies. Fat people host their fucking drinks. They they fucking drink. Their fast food. Fast food, eh? Yeah, that guy has to have diabetes for sure. I, I think he's badass though too. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, he's, he's badass. Still chug that shit. Yeah, I mean, he does what he wants, and he don't give a fuck. Hey, if he would tell you, it's boom, 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 boom. Like if you start to do that to me, 
and I was like, "What?" Well, I like, yeah, I, I know he does it <laughs> like in the videos. Yeah, but like how he goes boom, boom, and then starts chugging. Like I would like look at my beer, I would just start chugging too. Yeah, like let's do yeah, it, let's do it, come let's on, do it, and then throw up, and then he would just eat a, a Big Mac after. He eats the food first. He does eat the food first. He does. He's got it. Good. That's the trick. He eats the food first. Fat food absorb the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, but that guy, that guy could definitely chug. I think he'll take you out too to the drinking contest. Um, he's a big dude. Yeah, he'll, he'll, big he'll, dude. He'll I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I think no. I I'm not gonna like say yes. Like a, I think I seen him even chug like whiskey before. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. right. Didn't right, we yeah, see him chug Jack, Jack Daniels? Like, yeah, yeah, he did. He did. I don't think he finished the whole bottle, but he chugged he a, a, a bit. Uh, yeah, he chugged a good amount. And he was like, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Um, speaking of boom, 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 uh, we talked about it on another po- uh, podcast. Bam Margera, famous from Jackass, did his own shows, um, all-around great uh, guy, was having some problems. We talked about how, like, Steve-O, who's been sober for over 10 years, former uh, castmate of Jackass, was reaching out to him trying to help him. So apparently uh, Bam was arrested not too long ago. He was placed under a citizen's arrest first by a security guard at the Lux Hotel in L.A. because he refused to leave. Oh, shit. So once you're kicked out of somewhere and they tell you, you got to leave and not come back, and then you go back, you're now trespassing. Yeah. You can be arrested for trespassing. So I'm guessing he was belligerent as fuck. Of course. And, uh, yeah, of course. And, uh... The secu- they wanted him to leave, and he didn't want to leave. So security ha- uh, placed him under citizen's arrest and held him until police came. Okay. So he's got court coming up September 2nd for that, which is just right around the corner. It's a few days Tuesday. from now. Yeah, Tuesday. We're in Thursday. Now, Monday, it, it's, is it? Oh, it's got to be Monday. September 2nd is Monday, Labor Day. The third? Maybe, yeah, maybe they, yeah. Whoever wrote that down, maybe they didn't uh, take into consideration the holiday. So, yeah, the third. But it's coming up this week. He has court. He's arraigned okay. for court uh, for trespassing. But uh, on top of that, he checked into rehab. He's currently okay. in rehab right now. They're trying to help himself out. Yeah. Because, like, uh, he had posted, like, you know, those things about, you know, um, what, what what made Steve reach out to him was about, like, a post that Bam was um, posting. <laughs> About crying out for help, um, making drawings on papers or whatnot, just signals that he was in a dark place. But uh, from what I hear uh, from people that work in that kind of department, you know, dealing with people that are under that kind of stress, is that when when they do things like that, it's it's, it's a cry for help. It's yeah. a cry for help. And if you have a, if you're making a cry for help and you're troubled, it's definitely your conscience. You know, you're, you care. Yeah, you're still you're crying out for help. You you're trying to save yourself, so uh, that's good news. He checked into rehab. I wish him the best. From what I hear from stories, rehab sucks. Uh, but you know he's there, so hopefully you know things go good. It's like it's like a coin toss, right? I don't think it ever depends on how hard you were going. It, it's ultimately just the person, right? Yeah, because uh, there's people have, that are like have, way, have, way hardcore. Yeah, and I have then, members that have been in rehab in and out. And this is, and sometimes, yeah, and then sometimes it's better than others. Like people yeah. get out of rehab and they're clean like for a long time, but then they still relapse. Yeah. And then there's other times they go to rehab and they just relapse right away when they come back out. So it depends on the timing, I feel. Yeah. And, and the, uh, the surroundings that person has. In the situation of 
living that they're in. Because, uh, I mean, ultimately, when you have a problem like that and you're in rehab, you got, you got to pit yourself in, in a far away place from where you have access to those kind of things, right? Yeah. Like, you know, the streets where you live, you, if you got to move, the people you hang around with, you know, the people you call friends, um, you got to get away. Yeah. And, and sometimes, sometimes if you get away, you always find it. Yeah, that too. That too. I mean, that's why. That's what I depends on the person. Yeah, well, that's what I mean by just different situations, different circumstances. But ultimately, like to get off to a good start, you definitely got away from what you know. Mm-hmm. And then the rest is just like anything else. Like you say, you're gonna get it anyway. It's just like anybody else too. Like you know, we don't do heroin, but I'm sure we if we made some phone calls, we could find it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, ultimately, after they get away, get out and get away, because you definitely got to get away. You can't. And there's people that do. They go to rehab and then they they pit themselves around the people they know because that's all they know. They they genuinely consider these people friends and they care about them and they think, well, you know, I'm clean. Maybe I can convince them to get clean, but that that never works out. It might, but most of the time that doesn't. doesn't yeah. So I mean, them just you you have to get away from what you know, and then the uh, the rest is just like anyone else. But I mean, I mean, it's a start. Him, him going to rehab is a start. Yeah. Like I said, it's a coin toss. We'll see what happens. We'll see how. Uh, I, I wish him the best. Like so I said, I, I love Bam. Support. I love all the Jackass cast. I think they're a, a bunch of gnarly dudes, for sure. I grew up watching them. I would never do anything they did, of course. But um, just I do a couple of things. No, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I'm just saying, uh, those guys are cool. So. Hopefully, uh, things go good for him. Yeah. Right? So do I, yeah. <laughs> good luck, Bam. Uh, but speaking of rehab and, and partying, Vegas. Las Vegas, Nevada. What's going on in Vegas? What's not going on in Vegas? There's always something <laughs> going on in Vegas. Uh, there's going to be some big, big changes. We mentioned in our earlier podcast about uh, how Hard Rock was closing down. going to be closed down for about a year because they were purchased by Virgin uh, Resorts. And they're going to renovate the whole place, rebrand it. It's going to be Virgin Resorts Hotel or whatever, whatnot. But it's, Hard Rock's going to be gone. Gone. So I don't know what the future uh, holds for the Hard Rock in San Diego, because I know that that's another popular one. But the one in Vegas is going to be gone. Maybe they're going to build it somewhere else, and you know, because I, I think it's a cool place. They have memorabilia from you know yeah. clothes and outfits that. Uh, rock stars wore on tour or on stage performance, whatever you want to call it during a performance. I mean, but uh, it, it definitely has a vibe of its own. I think what maybe hurt it is uh, being the venue it, it is and the amount of money they cost, but not being on the main strip is might've hurt them. Might've. Or, or I'm, I'm sure it definitely did, but Virgin's going to come in and just do, you know, Obviously, they they learned from their mistakes, I'm sure, before they made the purchase. So they're going to come in and just renovate the whole place. Is uh, Hard Rock in uh, Hollywood still there, do you know? Or is that gone already? Uh, I'm oh, not City sure. Walk? I'm not sure. Because I've been to that one, too. Wait, well, that's that's not a hotel, though. No, I know. I'm just saying the, the restaurant. Is uh, yeah, I, there's, uh, I think, thousands of them, yeah. right, across the country. I'm sure they are. Um, they're all still there. I just, I don't know how many hotels they have. Around the uh, around the country, but I mean, them being in Vegas was a big thing yeah, for a while. It was a big thing. 
but now they're not going to be there anymore. And they still host venues there. We've seen we've seen Strung Out yeah, there. Uh, a lot of other famous names, a lot of other bigger names too, uh, perform there as well. So uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Virgin's going to kind of, I don't know, keep like the kind of rock uh, memorabilia around. I doubt it, but we'll see. But Probably. Hooters too. Probably. You know Hooters? I'm not yeah. far from there. So right across the yeah. way, also just right off the strip, but just literally almost across. Not on Las Vegas Boulevard, but just across from the back side of MGM. Okay, yeah, I've been there. And I remember before it was Hooters, it was San Remo. Oh. Uh, it's been like the Hawaiian or the Pacific Island. Or it's 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 been like nine places within the last 20, 30 years. So now it's been it just got purchased out again. No shit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah. So it's uh gonna it's it's been purchased by Oyo, O Y O. And they own a lot of resorts. They're Indian-based. They're Indian-owned um, uh, from India. So they purchase Hooters, and they're still going to keep the Hooters restaurant inside okay. there, <laughs> but it's going to become oil resorts. And they're, they're actually, like, one of the main, like I said, they own a lot of places around the world. So they're, gonna they're based out of India. Uh, yeah, they're definitely going to get it modernized because the, when it became Hooters, it's always it's always been like one of the lower price uh, uh, places to get a room for the night. And they're not that good. And they're yeah, they're not that good. We've been there before when it's been yeah. the others. Uh, so it's uh, yeah. Uh, I think I think that's better. I think that's better for Vegas, and because I think this this uh, company is definitely going to do some major re uh, renovations. Yeah, you always got to change it up in Vegas, you know. So yeah, you got to keep up to date. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of Vegas, a lot of UFCs happen in Vegas, right? We've been to yeah. many in Vegas. Oh, yeah. You want to tell them about the, what was your your first UFC experience in Vegas? Do you remember? What was the main event? It was, uh, what was it, Chuck Liddell and, uh, no, uh, Vitor Belfort. Vitor Belfort, uh, Randy Couture. Randy Couture. It was yes. August this month. Yeah. I think, wow, that was in 2004? Believe so, yeah. Not two thousand four, I think. August yeah, of two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah, so it was two thousand four of August. That was yeah. a long time ago. And I think, yeah, I think on that card is uh was Chuck Liddell against Vernon White. Yes. That was the undercard, right? No, it wasn't Vernon White, Vernon. Yeah, it was Vernon it was White. Vernon White? Well, yeah. yeah. I remember the first fight though that we seen was uh That was Josh Thompson. Josh Thompson and Eve Edwards, uh, that was on the yeah. same card. Yeah, first one. Yeah, so yeah, the the co main event for that was Chuck Liddell against Vernon White. Yeah, yeah. And then the main event was Randy Couture and Vitor Belfort, which was a rematch of uh, the fight that they had take place earlier that year in February, Super Bowl weekend. And uh, Randy Couture, uh, his eye got split. His yeah. eyelid got ripped off, ripped off by a punch that Vitor skimmed him with. Yeah, I've had that before. So he needed hard. to have uh, surgery uh, right away. They st The fight was stopped right away. And Vitor uh, took the belt away from Randy. And this is, yeah, because then he won the belt back and then later lost it to Chuck. Yeah. But, okay, yeah, so, yeah, so that was, yeah, when he first, Vitor, Vitor didn't like that he won in that fashion. Yeah. And the rematch was scheduled uh, right away. So that was both of their next fights. It took place in August. And, yeah, Randy just pummeled him, just took him to the ground, yeah, finished him off. Yeah, he did. So that was, yeah. What was your favorite one that we went to? Uh... Um, I don't I'm gonna say Pride. Was. Uh, Pride was good. Well, I probably think the Tito uh, Vitor. Tito Vitor, yeah. 
I like that one. That was Super Bowl weekend too. Um, that that was good. That was a good fight. That was a good card too. Yeah, it was. I mean, we've seen so many fights. Yeah, like Pride. There's had some good fights. Nick Diaz against uh, uh, what was his name? Talker Talker Gomi. Gomi. Yeah, that was a great fight. Um, yeah, we've seen so many. It's hard to say. But you know, also too, uh, happening in Vegas, the uh, SLS, which was formerly the Sahara, and then closed down, and then renovated, and then became the SLS, which I've stood at, and it's it's nice because it's new. But it's still like how the Sahara was, like after they knocked down a lot of the old places, like the Rivera and the other places that connected mm-hmm. all that uh, northern part of the Strip to be kind of all one with the Strip before like, there's this gap before after like you get past stratosphere and whatnot. Like you don't yeah. really go that way. Everyone's like walking to New York, New York and, you know, Caesar's Palace because they're all so close together. So the Sahara, after all the old uh, places were knocked down, became the SLS. And it was nice, like I said, because everything was new. But uh, it wasn't really drawing much attention. But it's turning to the Sahara again. Okay. So it's gonna turn this, it's gonna, they're going to turn it to the Sahara. Like I said, SLS just renovated the place not too long ago. But the new owners that are turning it back to the Sahara are going to put another $150 million into renovations. So it's going to be even better. They're saying they're going to have one of the best pools on the strip. So they're thinking in the right area because they still don't have anything around the SLS like the old Sahara did. It's still a lot of a lot of things are still being built, and uh, there's still a lot of, there's still a lot of stuff that uh, that needs to happen around there to draw more attention. But these guys are they have the right idea. Yeah. Make the best pool. Give give the people things that they're going to go out of their way for yeah. to stay there. Yeah, didn't a Hard Rock Hotel have like the, one of the best pool parties? I don't, I don't know about the rock, uh, the Hard Rock. I know the MGM is like one of the places now that a lot of people go to. I know that the Golden Nugget, even though it's downtown, I mean downtown's gotten a lot better over the past ten years, decade or so, with a lot of renovations too. But you know that's exactly uh, the point I'm trying to make is the Golden Nugget has a good pool too that draws a lot of attention since it's renovation with the shark tank and the slide. Damn, I, ha- I haven't been in Vegas in a while. So there, there, there's a lot of stuff. Vegas, they, they never uh, stop doing renovations there. So, you know, you might have stood somewhere a year ago or so. And then next thing you know, you go back and the place is uh, entirely remodeled. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. It's a good thing for Vegas. I think so. It's growing now. The Raider Stadium is almost done. It'll be ready next year. Uh, last few times I've been out there, when I went out there, the first time I seen it getting built, which was that long ago, I was like, wow. And then the last time I just recently went, which was like middle of the summer, there, it's it's just about there. Where, where's it at again? It's literally like right on the other side of the T-Mobile uh, Arena. Oh, okay. It's right there. I'm saying. Yeah, so – it's it's right downtown Vegas with all the casinos and everything else. You got the casinos, and then literally right on the other side of the 15 freeway is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders Stadium. So that so that is the Las Vegas PD hiring. I'm sure they are. <laughs> in Vegas, they're always hiring. It's just a growing city. Um, kind of a city that never sleeps too. I mean, because of the casinos, but it's like you can't go, you can't compare it to New York. Yeah. But it's definitely growing. Um, you know, there's a lot more new housing out there, a lot more jobs opening up. 
and so um, it's good. It's good for the people of Vegas. So a lot of people, you know, they uh, they're they're moving out there. A lot of people mostly from out here, you know, because they're still not too far. They don't want to. They're not just jumping ship entirely. Because all throughout the '90s, there's people that like worked. I have like friends that have relatives that like worked or friends that worked in Vegas for like a week and then drive just drive home on Friday for the weekend and then go back and live out in Vegas with a hotel or somewhere, stay with someone or another family member out there just just to work. So um, that's been happening for a while, but Vegas is definitely changing for the for the better. I feel. Yeah. Still legal prostitution and gambling, but yeah, you know, that's your thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, so that that's that's what's happening, and you know, like we say, we were talking about you know, UFCs. So with the whole, uh, what is it, the welterweight? Yeah, welterweight division. No, lightweight. Lightweight. Yeah. And kind of, kind and, and so so Poirier, Poirier uh, has has he felt has he fought as a welterweight before? Poirier, no, he was a featherweight before. He was lighter. Yeah, he was lighter. Yeah, he moved up and he's been tearing it up. He's the interim now. I always thought, you know, and especially for not being so much of a, I don't want to pit this because I don't want to piss that guy off in case I ever meet him. But for not being as athletic, and by athletic, I'm not saying as good of as good of a fighter, but I mean as athletic as being quick or more, you know, moving around, kind of more agile, more loose, you know, quick with the punches, as other fighters in the UFC. He's kind of more stiff, a little slower, but he's fucking awesome. Yeah, the guy's tough yeah, as hell. He has a heart, and and he knows how to use his abilities. I think that he would even realize that, uh, you know, and of course, being the person he is, and fucking not a, uh, um, you know, hardly losing. He knows how to use his attributes. He knows how to work with what he has. Is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, he's, he he seems to me he seems a little a little more faster up in the uh, up up the division. Well, that's the thing is he just yeah. he he improves, and I don't yeah. think it's necessarily faster. I think he's the same speed. I think he's a little stronger, and I think that he's just his game's loosened up. He's he's got the right trainers around yeah. him, and I think they also know how to uh, uh, improve the attributes that he has. Rather, because what happens is like what happens, and, and you know this too. From experience is when you go gym to gym, a lot of people try to teach you their way. And sometimes they might think you're better than what you are and try to make you do things that you normally wouldn't do. But it's good to have trainers that know your strength, your strength yeah. and your abilities and then work on those things. You know what I mean? On beating, yeah. And not trying to teach you stuff that you're not normally used to doing exactly. because a good trainer will see what you're good at mm -hmm. and then work from there. Yeah. And I feel like that's what, uh, What's the guy down in New Mexico? That John Jones, uh, uh, Jackson, Sanchez, Jackson, yeah, uh, uh, Greg Jackson, Greg Jackson. There you go. I mean, I, 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 I think that he's definitely one of those guys that uh, knows how to how to point yeah, those things out. Exactly. Like, see who's because he has. If you notice, he has so many different fighters that he coached, all being more successful than not than unsuccessful, un and. They are all they. They come from different backgrounds. Isn't Wrestlers, that where he's at now, Poirier, or is he ATT? In, you know what? I don't want to lie. I'm. I'm not honest. I'm not honest about where he's at. I'm not, I'm not honest. I don't know where he's at to be honest. I think. I think he's with Greg Jackson. I wouldn't be surprised, and that's yeah. why maybe his game is so loosened up. We'll we'll, we'll follow up on that to make yeah, sure. But Greg Jackson has been successful with a lot of different fighters, and I feel because yes, he is one of those observers as a coach that. You know, looks at things and say, "Okay, this guy is good at this. We're we're gonna build off this." Okay, mm -hmm. 
this he he could better himself at this, but and still in that area that he's good at. Instead of like, hey, you know, we're gonna change your game plan because in a lot of times you see that, and then you you know what I mean you're and you're confused like why yeah. you know just lot I don't know if it's hundred percent true, but a lot of people saying that's what happened with Robbie Lawler's last fight with with Kobe Covington yeah. is that he didn't train with he was he trained with American I mean, he used to train at that camp where Kobe yeah. Covington comes yeah. from and ever since he left American Top Team he hasn't been the championship caliber fighter that he was exactly so I mean that shows a lot yeah exactly I mean the, if the tech camp that you're at you know they're gonna help you and, and you improve and you make you a champion but I think what it was why he left is the reason that because I mean. Tyrone Wilde was there. Kobe Covington. There's a lot of George Muscovall. There are all a lot of welterweight contenders are there. So they're gonna. It's a big camp, yeah. yeah it's just a big like camp, just like Greg Jackson. Good. They're all good. Yeah, because Robbie Lawler was with Greg Jackson for a bit too, right? I do believe so. He was yeah, there he, for a he, couple that, fights. I, that's where he was before he went to American Top Team. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. He was there, and that's where him and I think Woodley originally started no, training. No, Woodley was, Woodley was uh, American Top yeah, Team yeah, always. Yeah, he left with uh, to go to Milwaukee with. Uh, with a, I do think name, I do, uh, no, I do think that Robbie Lauder though was with Greg Jackson for a while because I do remember maybe I think he used to train with Cerrone and those guys. Okay. But yeah, so I, I believe that's right. But yes, I think definitely train. I mean, as a fighter, once you whoever you had most success with, once you stick, just yeah. stick it out. Yeah, I would. I mean, there might be some guys that just you know they don't want to train with somebody that they feel like they might have to fight in the future maybe be, because they're going to be exposed. But at the same time, we both know, like, when you train with people, it's it's not the same like, no, in a fight. Not. And at this level of competition and the the, the money these guys are making, I think – well. Oh, yeah, I think especially then it should just you should just stick to what's making you good. Yeah. What do I know? Uh, but, you know, on to some local stuff. The canine. We told you guys we would follow up with the canine. His name was Ozzy. He was a, a – a Long Beach Police Department uh, canine officer, and so he was left in the uh, uh, left in an SUV, a canine SUV, a vehicle operated by the Long Beach Police Department, uh, in a hot vehicle on a summer day, and he passed away because of the heat. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. So it was pretty much just stated that way, and I mean, it was going to see what. what you know, people want to see what was going to happen next. So apparently, it sparked a lot of outrage. Yeah, just like we talked about it on that podcast where you mentioned it. We said, "Well, yes. some, I mean, because that's against the law. Like, you can't yeah. do that. Like, if you left your dog in uh, your hot car and went into the market or whatever you had to do, that's against the law. And someone yeah. seen that, reported that. That's animal cruelty. So this dog actually died because of that. And so now there's an investigation ongoing. Yeah, Which I think be. is right. Yeah, you should. Someone's got to be responsible. I mean, and not only that, is it, this, this guy's a canine, right? Yeah. Ozzy's a canine. He's a police officer. So if someone gets busted here, they got to be charged with killing an officer, right? I do definitely agree with that one. Yeah, of course. Because you get a, it's the same like you get, if you're a normal person, it's going to be like you're going to get, you get yeah. charged with the same thing. Yeah. Like it's like you're killing a human. Well, not only that, too, is like if you, when you have like animal cruelty, but if you, like attack, like say if the cops are chasing you and they release yeah. a canine on you and you like you do harm to that canine before they arrest you, you've just got yourself a uh, aggravated Assaulting, assault yeah. or daily whatever you're, you know whatever you want to call it, assault of an officer. Yeah. So you're fucked. Yeah. So it should be the same thing. So there's an investigation ongoing to figure out exactly how Ozzy died, but 
the more that we hear about that, we'll follow up with you guys on that. But we both agree that someone should be held accountable for this. Yep. And if you guys just heard the sirens, like we said, we're in Long Beach. They're probably looking for us. <laughs> They're looking for one of their own? Yeah. <laughs> this guy. So, uh, yeah, uh, one of us are on the, on the right page. The other guy's a step behind. But we'll follow up with you guys. But we're pretty much running out of time here. Uh, pretty much all you got from me is uh, over and out. Goodbye.